This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Welcome back to our show, Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. Folks, as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, give us a call here at 877-269-0839. For those of you that are not the Micro Machine Man, that number one more time is 877-269-0839. Joining us this morning, Tony the Man Shore. Tony, what's shaking, Bacon? <laughs> Well, uh, I tell you what, I've been enjoying the uh, summer so far. Have I've you been, been enjoying to... the the uh, screenshots of of my truck's uh, temperature yeah. gauge that I've been? Yeah, sitting I love in. it. I love it. Although uh, we hit we hit uh, one hundred and three where I'm at too. So it's I think the entire country has been hit by some hot temps. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and we haven't even gotten into August yet. Yeah, yeah, which is the hottest one, typically. That should be fun. You should be able to, like, literally go out and cook breakfast on your sidewalk. (laughs) That doesn't sound like fun. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, what is it? Uh, The temperature, I think, what is it? The asphalt? Because they talk about, like, burning burning your pet's feet. It's like when it's, what, 90 degrees, it's like 140 on the asphalt or something crazy. So, you know, I'm looking at a screenshot I hadn't sent you yet. It was from Saturday. Um, I went to my farm uh, uh, back home, and it was 111 degrees when I was going down the road on Saturday at 3.18 p.m. Oh, 111 and that's on the temperature gauge and they don't that temperature gauge does not get uh does not get the heat index that is just what it was registering so right it was hot thank goodness hey i will say this uh you know there's an old expression that uh as as men age they don't change their toys just get their toys just change and they get bigger when I was a kid, I remember as we talked about before. I was when I was a kid. We used to uh, on our farm. Uh, my grandfather, we you know cut hay and you know raise corn and raise sure. crops to to feed our our livestock. Yeah, um, same. But, but I remember being on a an open cab tractor, uh, literally just just day daylight to dark and uh now i am so happy that i learned about cab tractors with air conditioning you have no idea (laughs) (laughs) uh when i was a kid you know you go outside it's like "Ah, that's 100 degrees let's go fishing now it's like it's 80 oh let's let's (laughs) not (laughs) yeah the humidity is what what the the, is the killer thing oh my goodness no kidding yeah yeah the humidity down here it's uh it's so thick some mornings you could literally walk outside and cut it with a knife yeah yeah it's crazy so um yeah that's the problem i mean you know it can it can get over 100 in arizona it feels hot but you don't have the humidity and that's the thing. Yeah, you yeah. you about fall down in Georgia. It's uh yeah. it's pretty crazy. Yep. 
So actually, you can't fall down. The air holds you up. It's so thick. That is true. That is very true. <laughs> so uh, on the show today, I know you've been getting a lot of questions from our listeners and from clients you meet with and people you meet with. So what what are some of the questions, Travis, that you've been hearing lately? I mean, obviously, there's a lot going on out there in well, the financial world, but what are people talking about? You know, and and this is this is you know just food for thought. The reason that uh, the reason you rebalance your portfolio, Tony, is why is it because you enjoy sitting uh, sitting there if you're a do-it-yourselfer and uh, you know going through and making sure you you keep your levels you know uh, you're so much in growth, so much in value, so much in bonds, etc. Uh, is is there a is there a, a reason why we do this? And the answer is yes. I think a lot of people don't do it, but it, those that get so worked up over volatility and, and I get it, it's an emotional topic. It's an emotional time. Uh, the pain of the, the, the thrill uh, of making money is pales in comparison to the emotion or the emotional response of the, the pain of losing or the pain of seeing your account go down. But the reason yeah. that you rebalance is the reason we do it for our clients, the reason you should do it at home it's because you can't, we talked about the farm, it can't rain all the time, but it also can't sunshine all the time either. And there's an old expression, make hay when the sun's shining. Well, yep. you know, when you're, when you're, you're seeing your equities and the, 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 the propensity to keep the stocks high when markets are going up, it, it a lot of times overrides what I think would be good portfolio management by a lot of do-it-yourselfers. Because they're like, why would I sell my winners? I'm I am riding this this high. Why would I do this? It's because of what we have this year, right? The reason that I, I tell folks and the reason I'm telling you that this this show is about planning and it's about preparing for the unknown. The reason that I tell you over and over and over that you need to uh, to look at these items, uh, you know, from from a 30,000 foot view, but then you need to be, you need to be able to, to drill down and get, get detailed. But the, the overall reason for a plan is to make sure that if you do plug in a 2008, if you do plug in a dot-com crash, that your portfolio is still going to be able to not only survive, but thrive. And that's what rebalancing does is, is year after year after year, the same the the same indexes the same parts of the market consumer discretionary technology growth it, whatever whatever the case may be it's not always going to outperform you're not always going to get those those elevated and just you know outside the standard deviation gains it's just not going to happen but a lot of times what happens is we we forget that and we ride our winners to the point where guess what when the markets are going up, we feel like we're Warren Buffett. But when the market's going down, we feel like we are literally Bob Cratchit and we're about to be broken in Scrooge because you you are looking at it from a, uh, a life or death every single year. And markets are going to go up and they're going to go down. There's nothing you can do about it. They're going to ebb. They're going to flow. But that's the reason why you rebalance and you make sure that you're you're eliminating that volatility as much as possible. And the reason I'm I'm actually harping on this is because I, I've had that quite a bit from from callers that have called in and said, you know, my my stock portfolio is just taking a bath. What do I do? Well, if you've waited until right now and you don't have a plan, it's pretty painful. 
And, you know, are there things that you can do? Absolutely. You know, we've recommended uh, several times Roth conversions right now. I know that's not an equity position or an equity uh, reallocation, but it's a tax uh, allocation. I mean, because you've got to be balanced in your portfolio, but you've also got to be balanced in your tax planning as well. So right now the market's down, volatility's probably got you a little bit concerned. Um, you know, think about doing some Roth conversions. I know most people look at that and they're like, you know, hey, everybody says that. Well, in this case, I, I got to agree with the the masses. You need to be harvesting. Yeah, when it's you, a perfect storm. Yes, when you it's have a perfect an opportunity. right now and you have to, I mean, Roth conversion is, it's like the perfect time for well, a lot of Well, think about it, Tony. You know, where the S&P is down, what, 20, 24%, depending, yeah. on, depending on what the movement is yeah, from now between on. Between 20 and 30. Well, yeah. the, the NASDAQ's over 30. It's down yeah. over 30. And you've got the S&P that's down between 20 and 25. So, I mean, these are when you need to start doing these types of Roth conversions, these types of moves. It's because, let's face it nobody's going to want to hear that. They're like, not only have I lost money in my account, but you want me to pay taxes too? I do. Because that means when the market rebounds, and let's face it, it may take a little while. It may take six months. It may take a year. It may take two years. But will it recover everything that it has lost? I think over time, the answer is probably yes. So in your long-term bucket, the one that you're not going to be touching for a while, do some Roth conversion, pay some taxes, volunteer to, to go ahead and take that pain now. Because remember what happens in 2025, Tony, taxes are going to go up. Remember, yep. because the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act are going to do what? They're going to expire. So we need to make sure that we're taking advantage of opportunities when we when we are presented with them. Now, as far as the, the portfolio is concerned, Let's face it, you have to you have to kind of figure out which camp you're in. You know, if you think that tech stocks are going to, you know, do 50 percent a year going forward again, like they did for the previous 13 years, I think you're going to have a pretty long road to hoe. I think you're going to you're going to actually be a little disappointed. Why? Well, let's face it. Uh, when interest rates are continuously going down, that's typically when your your more growth oriented stocks are going to do better. It's just common sense and it's just math. I know I'm not asking you to do math, Tony. I know you said there'd be no math. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not not doing math, but it's just it's just just looking back. We can all agree if you look at interest rates as they go down the the more aggressive growth stocks uh, the multiples we tolerate a higher multiple the growth stocks are going to do better as far as you know the opportunities there's a lot of opportunities out there there's a lot of stocks that are oversold 70 80 percent 60 percent down um that shouldn't be trading at these multiples i mean heck the other day i was i was looking at a stock and i'm not going to mention it because i'm not making a recommendation but the stock was actually trading at less than the cash on hand that means a company could literally come in and pay $700 million for a stock that has a billion dollars in cash. That's trading at way too low of a multiple, right? That's trading at way too low to book value. So, you know, things like this, there are going to be opportunities. That's why you need to be taking advantage of them, or you need to be using someone who can help you do that. Um, and Tony, one of the one of the other questions, other than volatility or because of volatility, I should say, um, I've been getting is, should I buy I-bonds? Susie Orman says I should. Well, yeah, um, I've been hearing that from uh, a lot of uh, advisors. Hey, I-bonds are the things you should get into now because 
regular bonds are are not good. Well, right but here's here's the here's the downside. Here's the good and the bad. The good is is they are paying right now. I'm reading it on the website treasurydirect.com if you or .gov. If you want to go there, look it up by all means. You have to buy them directly from Treasury Direct or or from the Treasury. You can't hold them in an IRA in a Roth. A lot of people where's the majority of their money, Tony? It's in pre-tax assets. So yep. you can't hold I bonds in a pre-tax or in a tax deferred vehicle. Keep that in mind. I know everything. I know. I know the the. They don't tell you that the Susie Ormans, the the Dave Ramses, they don't huh. tell you that. You know, hey, you know, they get you all geared up and they get you all all jacked up on Mountain Dew, and then they send you out, and then you're like, crap. Uh, I can't buy it. I don't only have a Roth or have a traditional IRA, so or a four hundred one k. But if you do have cash outstanding that you want to put to work and you want to deploy, I, I'm certainly not opposed to I bonds. I mean, but keep in mind you can only do what you can only put ten thousand dollars per person per year into an I bond. And for a lot of people, if you're talking about a stock portfolio, and I'm I'm just throwing out a round number, <clears throat> if you're talking about you know someone that has two hundred fifty five hundred thousand dollars in retirement savings, that's like putting that's like shooting a BB gun at a bullet train. You're not going to make a ton of difference. Now, yes, you're no. going to get nine point six two percent on that ten thousand dollars, which is going to equate to about nine hundred sixty two bucks pre tax. But for most people, that's not going to pay the bills. All right, let's just let's just say it is what it is. Um, the other thing that you have to think about is I bonds are purchased, and basically the rate that's initially given is for six months. So if you buy, let's say, for example, in the the example on the Treasury Direct site says, it, for example, if you buy an I-bond on July 1st, 2022, the, the 9.62 would be applied through December 31st, 2022. That means you're guaranteed for that six-month period, but it's not guaranteed for the life of the I-bond, Tony. So... Let's talk about a few things just to keep in mind. And if you're not going to do it for two to three years, you shouldn't do it at all. Uh, kind of like Warren Buffett's, uh, his phrase on on stocks, if you wouldn't hold it for five years, you shouldn't hold it for five minutes. If you're not going to do this for two to three years, don't do it at all. But if you decide you do want to do it, keep this in mind. These are inflation adjusted bonds. That's where they come from, okay? Help supplement retirement income, low risk investment, but at the end of the day, it is only paying this because inflation is what it is right now. So, I want you to keep something in mind. Do we think that this is the beginning or the end of inflation? Tony, I'll, I'm going to make a call. And uh, if I'm wrong, by all means, a year from now, oh, I'll hold, you hold to me it. to it. But yeah. I think you're going to start to see some cracks in inflation pretty quickly. Mm. Because think about what is what is a big part of inflation. It's going to be rents and it's going to be housing. Okay. Well, You've got right now. I think it's what as of as of this show, it was uh, I believe it was twelve to fourteen percent of rents are now delinquent uh, as of as of today. Yeah. Okay, I know that doesn't and, sound and like rent, a lot. Rent has been the rental prices have been going up and well, up. Well, the rental prices due to tax increases because think about what comes with increasing in property values. 
taxes because your yep. taxes are a mill based on or yep. a, a cost based on the millage rate of your community, which is determined by your price of your property. So everyone likes to see their house go from two hundred fifty to four hundred thousand dollars in value, but that also means your taxes just went up forty percent as well. So, so you need to think about these things. And that's, that's the reason why I say, you know, if we're already seeing stress cracks and you're expecting rents to increase, just the cost of rents is going to go up 20%. And we've already got a 12 to 14% uh, default rate right now. What do you think that default rate is going to be when, when the cost of living in that apartment or living in that house is going to go up 20%? Is it going to go up or down? probably going to go, go up. up. So eventually what you're going to you're going to have to see is the the cure for higher prices is higher prices. You've also got 6% on, you know, 5 to 6% on the 30-year mortgage. We're starting to see stress cracks in that. You look at Pulte, you look at uh, Horton, you look at DR Horton, you look at all these these builders and you're starting to see their stocks front run what's coming because they're they're getting pounded they're literally taking it on the chin because if if you look at the average savings rate tony or the average spending that we have in this country um our mortgages I, I read an article the other day i thought it was it was very good very good detail so think about this the average the average home let's say you had the ability uh to to have a mortgage 30 years average mortgage 2400 bucks that was going to be about a five hundred twenty thousand five hundred fifteen thousand dollar home okay you bought it right now you could you could buy at three percent a five hundred fifteen thousand dollar home take that to six percent you're down to a three hundred and eighty to four hundred thousand dollar home for the same mortgage payment mm. we have seen a cannibalization of $120,000 just because of interest rates. And right wow. now, guess what? A lot of people are caught in the middle of building these homes with these elevated, they went ahead and they did it, and they paid these elevated prices for this lumber, for all these materials. Well, they've now got $500,000 in a home that if they sold it today, they're not going to be able to get that back out of it. So they're going to be underwater. It's it, no, and it, housing prices, I think, are going to start to come that's down. That's my There's, point. Yeah. So if you've got something that makes up inflation that's 30 to 35%, and this is potentially what's about to come down the pipe, do you think inflation is going to stay at 962 no. Or I-bonds no. are going to stay at 9.62? No. It's not going to happen. Um, you also take into consideration we've got taxes that are going to increase uh, coming up. That's the reason we need to do Roth conversion. But all these things are, are going to start taking money out of the consumer's pocket. And that's the reason why I don't think you're going to have the same demand that you once had. I think we're going to create demand destruction, whether the Fed raises interest rates to 10% or not. I don't think that's going to happen. But if even if they did, they're probably going to have to pull back because what's going to happen? They're going to, they're going to put too much water on the fire, and it's going to potentially go from a blaze to a smoldering bunch of ashes. And they don't want to put it out, right? You you want it to be able to right. be stoked again and be be and let it be caught back up. So uh, yeah. there there's I bonds question on I bonds question on volatility. I got one more. So what's the next? The one? next question is uh, had a had a call in from this past week's show, uh, and it's they were talking the I'm going to paraphrase because we're running short of time. Uh, they were talking about their inflation or their withdrawal rate um, because inflation has caused them to need more money. Sure. Because let's face it, they're paying more in gas. 
you know, we I, I heard an interview the other day and we were talking about how back in 2007, uh, the United States did a um, we did a protest where we didn't buy gas uh, in 2007 on one day out of the year because it was three dollars and eight cent a gallon. And but yet yeah. still we're we're planning cross country trips and RVs at five dollars a gallon. Go figure. Um, but the the question that I got was, you know, I'm I'm now I'm I'm you know we're my wife and I are 65 years old. We were we were okay with taking uh, approximately four percent. We want to leave. Uh, we want to leave. Some something to our kids uh so now what do we need to do well let, let me let me go back to the original four percent number okay uh so four percent is what a lot of people base their retirement portfolio distributions on because it's what they've heard over and over and yeah. over the old four percent well i mean that's been around a long time but that doesn't work anymore well right? right now and once again this is this is one of the softwares that we use uh it it projects using today's environment stocks use uh balanced in income balanced investor can income conservative growth etc on a balanced investor which is where a lot of people People fall, Tony. Uh, if you have $500,000 and you think you're going to need to make sure you can have money to spend for 30 years, if you start taking out 4%, that's $20,000 a year. Okay. That's not a lot, but you only have an 81% probability of success. Mm. If you go from a four to a five, what do you think it goes to? Uh, I don't know. 52. What does it go to? There's a 52% chance if you ah. increase your income by 20%, which hmm. is taking it from 20,000 on 500 to 25,000 on 500, there's a 52% probability of success. Now, folks, um, I'm I'm pretty. Uh, I would say I'm I'm pretty willing to take on risk. But if I got on a doctor's table and he said, "Hey, there's a 52 percent chance that you'll come off. Let's get started." I'm probably not having that surgery. Right. And that's where we are right now, Tony, is I think so many people that are planning for their retirement, they're not looking at the impact that inflation could have long term. And yeah. on how spending that additional, and it's like, it's only $5,000. I need better odds than that to retire. Exactly. It's only $5,000, Tony. I mean, what's that going to hurt? <laughs> well, the problem is, is over time, you don't understand that the more you spend up front, the less chance of success in the end. The less you spend up front, the greater probability of success. It is it is literally that simple to think about. If you spend or consume more today, you're going to have less to consume tomorrow. If you consume less today, you'll have more to consume tomorrow. It's kind of like the government doesn't understand. You know, we're consuming at this great rate, but we're leaving a very very bad situation for our children because we're consuming so much today, they're going to have to live off less tomorrow because they're going have to pay the tab math is what math is uh if if it works it works if it doesn't let's figure out how to make it work and folks for a lot of you guys that's what you need to sit down and do give us a call 877-269-0839 that's 877-269-0839 or remember the first three callers is until we decide to quit running it first three callers i set aside one hour per week you can call for a 20 minute ask us anything session 
information. We'll be happy to sit down, answer your questions, and hopefully help get you and your family on the road to success and the path uh, of not being in the 51%, but in the 80 plus percent probability of success. Uh, yeah. It's Improve just those odds. It's planning, folks. It's just planning. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, Travis. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.